Today's SWAPA number is five. That's the number of SWAPA pilots who've taken their lives over the past two years. Every one of those losses is a tragedy. So on today's podcast, we're going to do a special edition that addresses this difficult but important topic among our pilot group. Project Lift is available to all pilots who may be suffering from suicidal thoughts or any thoughts of self-harm. So on today's show, I spoke with Project Lift Chair Chess Fulton and committee member Matt Faust, who also happens to be a psychologist. I'm Amy Robinson, and here's my interview with Chess and Matt. Let's go ahead and start off with an introduction of each of you. Uh, Chess, why don't you give an introduction as to um, your background and your committee? Sure. Well, um, I'm Chess Fulton. I'm a Dallas-based captain and the chair for the Project Lift and Pilot Services Committee. Uh, I'm a chemist in regional science by education. I joined the Air Force out of college and ultimately came to Southwest Airlines in 2004. I've been working in the substance abuse and mental health communities of aviation for 16 years. And in terms of our union, I started with the CERT team about 13 years ago. And in 2016, when we stood up Project Lift Team, which grew out of the CERT committee, we were there to provide our membership with a peer-based resource. And I've been chairing the committee since 2019. Matt, why don't you give our, our listeners a background on you? Okay, I'm Matt Faust. I uh, currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, and right here in Denver. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old with my wife. I went to Louisiana Tech in uh, Ruston, Louisiana, studied aviation and psychology, did a lot of counseling there. Um, been flying for 23 years, but I've been, been at Southwest for seven years. I've been on the Project Lift team for, I believe, about three years. So, Chess, let's talk a little bit about the services Project Lift provides overall. Uh, sure. Well, let me see. First and foremost, confidentiality is the cornerstone of the program, right? It's the foundation. So rest assured that when you reach out to us via the hotline or any method, your information is going to stay between you and me, unless you're a threat to yourself or others. We are a peer-to-peer resource that you can feel comfortable talking to, and we can provide insight and information on almost any concern that you may have uh, that may affect your career. And it's no secret that we work in one of the most stressful jobs in the world. It's commonly ranked between three and five in several different studies. And we're not immune to that stress. So you talked about stress. What are some scenarios? I, I know a lot of times, you know, we talked in the intro, we talked a little bit about suicide. But in specific, what are instances where a pilot should call Project Lift? Our members can call for literally any question or concern that they may have either professional or, uh, or personal. And I, I steal this line from Casey Murray all the time because he summed it up so well. If your child falls off their bike and skins their knee, I want the first place you think to call is the union. And uh, in essence, that's why the union exists, right? Is to provide help, guidance, uh, and resources to our membership. So our goal is to provide a safe and confidential place to talk about any issues that may be negatively impacting your wellness, your family, or your job. Pilots should feel less constrained about admitting to mental health problems and thereby getting the help they need. And we've dealt with almost every issue you can think of. Suicide, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, relationship issues. Project Lift is there when you need someone to talk to that has the knowledge and resources to help you get through your issue. And we know the impact of the different courses of action in regard to your career. Uh, and we provide these services to family members too. We've seen a marked increase in teen depression and suicidal ideation. 
So uh, if you or a family member is having an issue, please call. Talk us through what a pilot should expect when they call Project Lift. I mean, I know you said call, you know, for any of these instances, but but what should they expect when they when they pick up the phone and they make that phone call? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know if I've talked to it before, but uh, when one of our pilots or their family members calls the hotline at 855-737-LIFT, the provider will route the call to the first team member on call. And if that peer is not available or maybe not in a good place to talk confidentially, it will forward to the next team member and so on. Uh, the current wait time could be as long as two minutes and 10 seconds if it cycles through the entire call roster. And with the addition of three new volunteers, we kind of expect that to maybe grow as long as maybe three minutes, which is comparable to other peer programs at uh, the other major airlines. Uh, I ask that you just stay on the line until a team member connects. Once you're connected, uh, you'll speak with another pilot, a peer, right, who is there to provide an ear and have a confidential helping conversation about whatever you're calling about. And I often say we know a lot about a lot. We're not counselors or therapists, but we have extensive training about mental health issues and the FAA procedures regarding them. And we often make referrals to mental health professionals who are pilot savvy and can help you back to well-being while uh, uh, navigating any FAA pitfalls. And we're also well-versed in all things at the union level. Uh, benefits, pro stands, hymns, just to name a few. And if we don't know the answer, we know who does and it can connect you to the right resource. One of the things that we hear most often is, and you did kind of allude to this, but one of the biggest things what pilots are concerned about is losing their FA medical. And, and you know, if I have a problem, I, you know, if I can't talk about it, and we've done some articles and things in the past to sort of combat that, but speak to that just a little bit, Chess, because I, I do think that, that it continues to be a, a threat of concern among pilots in general. Yeah, absolutely. Another great question. It's, uh, it's the thing that we fight the most, right? The stigma of uh, mental health. And it's really just a, a lack of education and word of mouth from previous uh, days gone by that our pilots think if they uh, talk to a mental health professional or seek any sort of uh, counseling for an issue they're going through, that they're going to lose their medical. And that's absolutely not true. If you are depressed, if you're anxious, whatever it happens to be, if you get a, 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 some sort of a diagnosis for a, a clinical um, mental health issue, you're going to come back flying. Now, if it's uh, depression, well, we've got some work to do, right? We're going to have to get, uh, get you set up with the right mental health professional that knows and can document the way the FAA wants. Uh, and the first thing is to get you to a place of wellness and well-being. Uh, and then, uh, once you're on the road to recovery and you're in a good place, we're going to go to the FAA and we're going to submit the documentation and, uh, they're going to review it and you're going to be back flying. And I want to say that, uh, for the mental health issues, the FAA has done a great job. Uh, honestly, 20 years ago, if you'd have said depression to the FAA, you were done flying. And it's 180 degrees out now. You say depression to the FAA, and they're like, how can we help this person? How can we get them back flying? And uh, Dr. Penny Giovanetti and uh, Dr. Chris Flynn, two of the uh, psychologists there at the FAA, have done a great job in turning this program around. 
And uh, suffice it to say that uh, there are very few pilots who submit a package to the FAA that have gone through some sort of a, a mental health issue that do not get their medical back. And I'm talking a very small percentage, less than 1%. So if you're having an issue, please call. It's about getting you to a place of wellness, getting you better, and then getting you back in the cockpit. So I want to pivot a little bit and and talk about something that's a very difficult subject, especially among pilots, but suicides among pilots are higher than average. Is that not correct, Matt? Well, it's starting to be higher than average. As of right now, you know, we're dealing with 1.5 to, to maybe two suicides a year, um, but sometimes more. And, and like I was talking to Chess about, there may be more suicides than we actually know. People may have died from suicide. We just, the information never got out. I think this is a, is a, is a key point and something that I, I talk about the signs of suicide and what people should, one, be looking for, and two, looking for themselves and maybe even in looking for into their co-pilots or their friends. Well, this is a pretty difficult subject to talk about because everybody has a different personality. But we'll start by saying when someone is suicidal, all that really means is that they're depressed. Suicide comes from, is the ultimate result of being depressed. So obviously there are sometimes, there are some people that that you're never going to know that they were suicidal, whereas there are some people that will just come straight out and tell you, hey, tomorrow I'm going to kill myself, and this is how I'm going to do it. However, one of the things that all of them are going to have is when you're depressed and you are suicidal, normally your mind can handle about five pretty serious things going on, and that could be uh, divorce, family issues, stress, financial issues. Um, you know, you may have uh, an illness. Someone in your family may have an illness. So if you pick up on somebody in general that's just talking about all of these major issues that they're having, that's one of the things that leads to depression, which ultimately leads to suicide. And so as a counselor... If you if you were going to try to talk to somebody about these things, you could a technique that you could use is spend a little time on each one. If I'm just talking to another fellow employee of Southwest and they say I'm having marriage problems, then you might specifically talk about that specific subject. And then maybe they'll they'll say oh, I'm also having financial problems and I've also I've lost my my dog passed away. And I just feel lonely. So if you talk about each one of those specific things, that's a better path to go down to recognize, hey, is this person really suicidal? In school, they'll teach you that a real quick way, which is kind of a lazy way, in my opinion, you have this, this part of counseling where they'll say, just ask them if they're going to kill themselves and see, see if they say yes. And if they say yes, then we'll get them help right away. But it's not really that easy because if you just by it can be very offensive sometimes if you ask somebody those specific things, are you thinking about killing yourself? They, they might not talk to you anymore. So that's why I say try to go back to instead of going down that path, all the way down that path, just see if there are any other underlying things. Because like we said, it, it starts with depression. 
And if you've got five major things going on, then you have symptoms of depression, which do lead down to that path. Let's so make the assumption that you, you know, you, you've spoken to a coworker and you, and you determine that they do need that. So they should, you're suggesting at that point they call Project Lift, correct? Well, they can call Project Lift. It depends on, I suppose, how severe the situation is. Because like I said, there are times when, when it may be so bad for someone and that you, you might be the last, the last person that they're planning on speaking to. They may not have time to call Project Lift. So if they're the kind that, that comes straight out and say, yes, tomorrow after dinner or whenever, tomorrow, I'm going to kill myself. This is how I'm going to do it. They may not have time to call Project Lift. They may be in a situation where you're going to have to do something. Uh, you're going to have to have an, another intervention, whether it's law enforcement or something like that. So the, the bottom line is there's so many different levels of this specific subject that there's never going to be an automatic go-to perfect situation where, you know, this situation or this specific outcome is going to work every time. But Project Lift is definitely a good place to start for people that generally maybe they're not sure or maybe they're just having some issues or even if they didn't come out and, and say they were going to kill themselves, definitely Project Lift is a good place to start. So speak to people who have maybe they were the last person that a pilot spoke to who that person committed suicide. And I know I've heard several instances where that's a that's a concern. They feel guilty or like, what could they have done differently? Speak, speak to those people. And so uh, if I could chime in here, uh, talking about that, that survivor's guilt, right? Uh, it's a real issue out there, especially if you were close to the person. A lot of times the, the person who has made the decision to uh, end their life uh, is not going to tell you. And if you're really close, there's certainly uh, sometimes, yeah, I, like Matt said, there's no perfect answer. There's no perfect uh, way to know. Uh, they're not going to let you know. They are going to continue uh, this outward uh, facade to the rest of the world like everything is great. But deep down inside, they, they're feeling trapped and uh, like there's no way out. They talk about uh, the warning signs. Uh, sometimes they are there and they're prevalent. You can see them. And sometimes you'll just never know. You know, uh, they've made a plan. They've uh, coordinated to have their um, uh, estate squared away in all, all, all different types of, of facets. Uh, and unless you were there with them signing those papers, seeing what they're doing, uh, if they don't want you to know, you're not going to know. And uh, survivor's guilt is real, but it's oftentimes... That guilt that you're feeling because you were the last person to talk to them and you didn't recognize uh, the situation for what it was, sometimes they're not giving you those signs. And uh, I think uh, uh, with our most recent case, I, I don't think any of those signs were there. Um, in hindsight, yeah, there was stuff going on. But as of um, uh, looking at the person uh, outwardly, they seemed just like the the a happy person you'd always know. And unfortunately, uh, the people they leave behind are, are burdened with that, uh, with that guilt and that grief. And, and if you do have uh, survivor's guilt, I, I assume you guys have resources that can help handle that as well, correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got uh, a myriad of resources, uh, therapists, counselors, psychologists, uh, and it really is about talking to somebody about how you're feeling about that. Uh, grief is different for uh, different people. Some people grieve uh, institutionally. Some people grieve emotionally. It's um, something that we can refer you to a mental health professional to help you work through. And it's important. The more tools and resources you have in your uh, tool bag, let's say, uh, the better off and the quicker you're going to go through that, uh, that grieving process. It's always going to be there and it's going to come in, in waves for you. But with those tools and resources, you'll recognize it for what it is and be able to uh, kind of move along a little bit quicker. Thank you guys for talking. I do want to give one last kind of final pitch uh, for for you to put out to any pilot who might be on the fence about calling in, who have any of sort of the things we talked about earlier, concerns, fears for their medical, any of those things. Go ahead and, and give that final pitch for what you would say to anyone who was kind of thinking about calling Project Lift, but but maybe not certain. Yeah, I'd like to give uh, the Project Lift uh, hotline number, it's 855-737-LIFT, L-I-F-T. Uh, and I'd also like to share the, uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That is 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. And if, if you're in a dire situation where you're with somebody and they're in that place of darkness and talking about suicide, pick up the phone and reach out to the National Suicide uh, Prevention Hotline. They're experts at this, and they will get you to the right uh, right resources. Please, if you see something, say something. If your spidey sense is, is going off uh, and you have concerns about this individual, give us a call here at Project Lift, and, and we'll reach out and do a, a, a wellness check. The goal is to catch these health issues upstream before it gets to a point where uh, an individual can't see through the darkness to find the right path forward. We may not be able to instantly solve your problem, but we can be that listening ear when you're going through a difficult season of life. And sometimes that's exactly what someone needs, right? Uh, just a, a sounding board to share with and coalesce your thoughts and point you in the right direction. And we'll provide the resources for that. If one of our members or a pilot is hesitant to share his concern, uh, we can always provide further resources to uh, aviation-knowledgeable mental health professionals and resources. And a caller can always remain anonymous. I, I, we don't need to know your name, and we're never going to tell anybody if, if you give us your name. We just want to make sure that you have the resources to take care of yourself and get to a place of wellness. And, you know, the Project Lift line is, is developing into kind of a triage-type hotline where if you have any questions about something going on in your life that may affect you or your family's wellness, we are a safe, confidential place to call and get the information and resources to help.